guess you guys know the name of the sermon. It's called Turn Around. Yes, that's called Turn Around. So I've got some Bible verses I want to read us. The first one is Luke 15. We're going to look at the screen together. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now, before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he was, wasted all his money in the wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that it that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food, even enough to ship, uh, I'm sorry, to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his arms to his son and embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to him, the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening we must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and was now returned to life he was lost but now he is found so let the party begin so let's go back to verse 11 please so okay i'm sorry let's go to the next one so isn't this how we kind of are? We're not happy with what we got. We want more and more and more. And then when we do that, we're not happy with what God's given us. We turn our back on him. So then we go out there. We're having fun. But we start feeling like there's something missing in our heart. There's a hole. And then next thing we know, we're starving. And we're like, well, how can I fill this hole? What can I do? So go to verse 20. I think that's the one I'm wanting. 
So he turned home to his father. He turned home to his father. He realized what he was missing in his life. He was missing Jesus in his life. That's the only thing that could fill that hole, is Jesus. When we're hurting, we're in pain, turn to Jesus. So let's go to the next one. Let's go to Matthew 18, please. Verse 12. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that was lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will never rejoice over it more than the other, over the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my heavenly Father's will that will even one of these little ones should be perished. So again, another story Jesus is telling us, you turn around away from me, I'm running after you, I'm pursuing you, I'm coming after you, I love you. Romans 8, 34. Who will then will condemn us? No one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. He already died for us, but he's still running after us. He's pleading for us to turn to him. He's right there behind you saying, hey, I'm right here. Turn around. I'm right here. I love you. Let's go to the next one, 1 John. My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. Again, in the Bible, he's telling us, I'm right here. I'm pleading your case. I'm your advocate. I love you. Hebrews 7. And so Jesus is um, able now and forever to save from the punishment of sin all who come to God through him because he lives forever to pray for them. Another verse, him saying, I'm praying for you. I'm pleading for you. I'm here for you. And then Isaiah 53, 6. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. We follow our own way. But it doesn't work when we follow our own way. It does not work. 1 John 4, 19. We love each other because he loved us first. From the beginning in the Garden of Eden, God's love always pursued us and he continues to pursue us through the love of Jesus Christ. You can read through the Bible over and over. He's right there behind you pleading for you to look at him, to turn to him, to be with him, to make him number one in your life. All you have to do is turn around and accept him. 
He can't do in our lives what he wants to do if we don't turn around and let him in. His parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, actually every one of you in this room are an influence to a child somewhere. They watch you wherever you're at. Little eyes and little ears hear everything. So, No, I'm not doing Abraham and Isaac. (laughs) So we have to let him in to do the things in our lives. We have to turn around. So every time we turn from Jesus with a bad example to the little eyes watching, every time we respond with hateful attitude because the cashier was rude, the golden rule. Every time we get real mad because someone cuts us off or pulls out in front of us and we use some hand gestures or the wrong words, golden rule. Every time we start criticizing others, every time we show unkindness, when we don't make church a priority on Sundays, this is teaching our children that gathering with believers is not important. When we don't make time with God, children will also think it's not important to make that time for God. When we don't pray with our children, children will not understand the importance of prayer. These principles are important in forming your child's spirituality. There is is no foundation built while they're young. You have to build that foundation while they're young. It's harder for them to build a house later on. We should try to be an example we want our children to follow. Need to try to remember little eyes are watching and little ears are listening. So, hopefully I don't cut myself. By looking on the outside of this apple, it looks okay, don't it? But when we look on the inside, you can see the bruises. Not saying you're physically abusing your children, but what I am saying is we're hurting their hearts. How confusing can it be to see the person that they look up to here on Sundays worshiping God, but Monday through Saturday turning away from God? We need to turn to God Monday, through Sunday, because this is what we do to our children on the inside. Their children are really good at hiding their feelings, really, really good, because believe me, I know, but it builds up on the inside. Be that example that your kids needs. Look at the disciples. They turned away from their lives and left everything to turn to follow Jesus. Not saying, you know, give up your house and everything. But just make sure you're showing that example to your kids Monday through Sunday. Make church a priority. Make him a priority. Let them see you reading this. Let them see you on your knees speaking to him, showing that there is a God and he is there and he can help them. So whenever someone does something mean to you, stop and before you react, look around. And think about your response first. 
John Bunyan said, many there be that begin with grace and end with works and think that this is the only way. But to be saved and brought to glory, to be carried through this dangerous world from my first moving after Christ until I set foot within the gates of paradise. This is the works of my meteor, of my high priest, of my intercessor. It is he that fetches us again when we run away. It is he that lifts us up when the devil and the sin have thrown us down. It is he that quickens us when we grow cold. It is he that comforts us when we are despair. It is he that obtains fresh pardon when we have contracted sin. And that he purges our conscience with that are loaded with guilt. We are saved by Christ, brought to glory by Christ.
children. Stay turned around. Live for Him. Let them see you again. Read your Bible. Let them see you praying. Pray with them. Be the example. So now we're going to open these altars. And your children's in here with you. So start that today. Start that. Come up here with your kids. And I tell them every Sunday, this is important time. This is your time that you talk to Jesus. This is where you build your relationship. Think Him as your feet. When you come up here and you pray about sadness, anxiety, whatever you're going through in your life, you leave it here. You don't take it out there. You leave it here. He tells you over and over, I got this. I got this. Don't worry. I got this. So let them see you leave your worries, your troubles, your anxiety, whatever it is you're going through. Let them see you leave it here. Start today. 